Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is 836. Welcome back to Total Information AM with Carol Daniel. I'm Megan Lynch. And it's time for our weekly visit with KMOX legal analyst Brad Young of Harris Dow Fisher and Young. Brad, good morning. Good morning, Megan. Let's start with Tuesday's breaking news. A small number of, you guessed it, classified documents found this time at Mike Pence's home in Indiana. CNBC reporting that the former vice president had outside counsel search his home out of an abundance of caution. What are we to make of all of this at this point? Well, it's interesting, Megan, because I think I believe it was just last week uh, we were discussing this ongoing issue with President Biden. And I pointed out that traditionally the the laws the, under the USC, the United States Code, haven't really been all that enforced very much because traditionally this has not been seen as a big deal. It became a big deal. And now we're, we're seeing more and more. Uh, politicians and now even former politicians and those who want to be future uh, elected officials uh, finding more of these classified documents. Now, with regard to Pence, uh, they were found at his home. They were boxed up in a box in his new home with tape on the box. Uh, So what we have is we have under the uh, United States Code, there has to be an intent to maintain the documents in order for it to be a criminal violation. This looks to be like what we saw with President Biden, inadvertent. It doesn't look like there was an intentional act of keeping these documents. But the question becomes, can any of these politicians be prosecuted for this? And that's still a very large legal question. Another legal question is about car thefts and car insurance. KMWX reporting that because of all the car thefts, Progressive and State Farm are reportedly refusing to issue new insurance policies for Hyundais and Kias in the St. Louis area and raising rates for those who already have those vehicles. So it doesn't seem right since the companies know about the issue and could fix the problem. I, I, I've thought all along that Hyundai and Kia are responsible here, but maybe they're not. Well, under federal law, there's no requirement, Carol, for these companies uh, to actually go back and retrofit their automobiles. I believe it's between the years 2010 and 2020 of these automobiles for Kia and Hyundai that uh, that the thieves are stealing because of videos posted on YouTube. And at least under federal law, there's no requirement that they retrofit these cars. So this is one of those situations where something uh, a company may have a moral obligation to do that, but they don't necessarily have a legal obligation. What's interesting to me is, is that when you look at the statistics, St. Louis City, St. Louis County, both in the past year have reported car thefts of Hyundais and Kias going up more than 1,000%. So these insurance companies are simply refusing to issue new policies. Now, when it comes to an existing policy owner for these cars, the companies are required under Missouri law to give the policy holders two months warning or two months notice if they're not going to renew their policies. But when it comes to new policies, the companies can and they are making the decision to simply not offer policies. 
is there any recourse, you know, for these car owners, say, if the insurance company says, well, we've got to raise your rates because of this problem, even if maybe they've been a safe driver and they've never had an issue? Well, there's not really any recourse, Megan, for the policyholders when it comes to the insurance. Now, when it comes to the owners of the cars themselves, there is a nationwide class action lawsuit that's currently pending against uh, Kia and Hyundai for this problem. And I would anticipate that there would be some money coming to the plaintiffs from that class action lawsuit. It may take a while, but it'll probably eventually be settled. And at that point, there may be money available for those car owners. Another issue uh, we reported on sentencing is set for tomorrow morning, I believe, for Tony Weaver. He's the former St. Louis County politician who pleaded guilty to COVID relief fraud. And you you talked to our Kevin Colleen yesterday, and Kevin wondered if Weaver... Uh, if his arrest and his conviction will lead to others, I want to play Kevin's question and get you to answer this for us this morning. I guess, you know, after you've caught uh, Steve Stanger, you it's you got to get another big lunker. You can't be satisfied with a little fish. <laughs> so does Weaver lead to others and how would we know? I mean, we'll know when we know, I suppose. Yeah. You know, what's very interesting about this, Carol, is that the federal prosecutor here, Hal Goldsmith, has developed a pattern of conduct. And it's a very successful one where he gets people on the inside uh, to talk to these politicians, uh, get them to admit to criminal activity, have it done on audio. And then once that happens, the case becomes bulletproof. Uh, that worked in the city with the alderman. It's worked in the county with regard to Tony Weaver. And there's no reason to expect that this successful pattern of prosecution will stop with Tony Weaver. Look, Tony Weaver even made the comment in in the sentencing affidavit. He said, I hope this place is not bugged. That's how Steve Stanger got caught. And mm. they caught him on tape saying that. So uh, and he bragged about we're all going to be millionaires once this cares money uh, is distributed. The covid money is distributed. Uh, And so he's going to be sentenced today, probably between 12 and 18 months. And I do not believe that this is the end of this uh, prosecutor, Hal Goldsmith's attempt to make our public officials accountable to the people. What about the business owner in this case, who I believe has just been in, indicated as John Smith in any of the, the court filings at this point? Yeah, well, the the evidence here, Megan, is that it is a businessman. It's been widely reported. I believe his name is Al Mutton. Uh, he has agreed to help. He agreed to help uh, uh, Hal Goldsmith's office and the federal prosecutors in exchange for perhaps a lighter sentence. So in, in that sense, that's like also a very common tactic that prosecutors use because it's successful. We've, we saw how that was successful in the city. It was the exact same process. Uh, we're seeing that now here in the county. And, uh, and, and I believe that this activity will continue when it comes to holding our government officials accountable to the people. Maybe one more um, issue for you this morning, Brad, and the bathroom ban issue for transgender youth. It is set for Supreme Court review. This is happening as several bills in Jefferson City were added to the Missouri House hearing schedule on restricting transgender youth in sports. So the bathroom ban, one issue, transgender youth in sports, another. Do schools focus on the needs of trans youth or the concerns of others? You've got your legal lens on. How do you see these (laughs) cases? 
Well, it all changed, Carol, uh, just literally two and a half years ago uh, in the Supreme Court case of Bostock versus Clayton County. And there, in a six to three decision, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the 1964 Civil Rights Act protects gays, lesbians, and transgender employees from discrimination based on sex. Now, in this instance, it wouldn't be under uh, under issues related to employment discrimination, but the court is primed, the Supreme Court is primed to deal with this issue because the, the federal courts are now in disagreement. Just last month, a court in Florida, a federal district court in Florida, ruled that a transgendered boy cannot use uh, the boy's bathroom. And so it looks like that the Supreme Court will probably take this issue up in the very near future because we have this dr- disagreement between the federal courts. And that's when the Supreme Court says, I'll, we'll take the case. We want to avoid the disagreement and resolve the issue once and for all. This is primed for that. Brad, we appreciate your time as always. My pleasure. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.